I was just there on my own watching the Mononoke, right? And I recorded my notes in Word and sent them to myself, <laughs> right? As like yeah. an email attachment. I go to open the email attachment on the old girl, on the old computer. Word has expired. I no longer have access <laughs> to Office or any of the Microsoft range of products. I don't remember how I had access before if it was like part of my school or oh yeah it's so long ago that i have no idea but anyway word like <laughs> refused to open it several times and now i have it open in a google chrome window but what the fuck like <laughs> various programs are just shutting down <laughs> Oh my gosh. While you told me that, a shoe just fell off the rack above me and almost hit me. <laughs> Man, that's that's the ghost of laptops past. Yeah, right, wow. Right there. Oh, it, it is bleak times out here. <laughs> um, however, I am coming, you, coming to you with a rosy nose and a full heart. And Oh, that's good. Yeah, I've got a... Ready to talk about the struggles of technology and nature in a different way yeah very true and if your head is stolen with dark forebodings too i'll see you on the dark side of the mononoke mm. welcome to sink floyd the podcast where we watch every film ever made to see if it syncs up with pink floyd's 1973 magnum opus the dark side of the moon my name is gareth blackler and i'm leading you leading you into a little a little beautiful lake and Who's that shining on the island? It's my co-host, James Barron. Hello, it's me, Animal God, James Barron, Spirit of the Forest, here to record a little pod with my friend. Aww. My friend, my Aww. human friend, Gareth. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. I'm, I'm chilling Yay. on my island and um, I'm just, <laughs> I'm hanging out, I'm smiling away, I like really don't have any thoughts or feelings, but I, th I think that means I'm alright. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Princess Mononoke. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> I had no lead in or anything, but that's, that's what we watched, that's the, that's the film that I chose. What did you think? Yes. Gareth. I have seen this film twice before. Yeah. And I realised... Both times were in deep um, Studio Ghibli dives, mm. like getting what trying to watch them all, and it's usually I'll put this one off, yeah, because I know it's very bleak. And then, to be honest, I've have just realised both times this was the last one I watched in those um, oh, no. runs of Studio Ghibli, because <laughs> then I'm just weirdly feeling weird and not in the mood yeah. after it. <laughs> yeah i think his films really like run the gamut of um um the miyazaki hayo miyazaki hayo miyazaki films really run the gamut yeah. of um like cripplingly sad and yeah. and like so joyful and beautiful at the same time so like yeah there's like the fun pomp and circumstance of like a hell's moving castle and a uh like kind of spirited way i guess not really um no totoro for sure totoro though. for sure yeah ponyo yeah um yeah much happier films but then you also get stuff like this and like pocoroso is kind of <laughs> rough mm. and yeah yeah there's some he he knows how to toy with your emotions <laughs> yeah yeah in a great way <sighs> But oh yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. So you you've done uh, several dives into the into the Ghibli verse, um, yeah, the Ghibli realm, uh, and you your favorites were. And, and we should cover off what like our favorites of the film. I'm not. We're not going to oh, do the thing sure. where we rank every one of them. I'm I'm certain that we're not. Um, no, but, that would just make everyone mad, including ourselves. But if you had to pick a favorite, would do? Could you Ooh. do that? I will probably still make people mad. I think Spirited Away has probably got to be the one. Mm. Um, I don't think anyone's I mad really, that. Yeah, but I really like Hell's Moving Castle. Yeah, dude. That was like my first one, and I love it so much, even though <laughs> the ending is just like they ran out of time and had to quickly end it. Oh, the ending's kind of great, though. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, yeah. Mine is also Hell's Moving Castle. That's my oh, favorite yes. too. So don't oh, feel very bad. Heavy. We're in good company. Yeah, it's yeah. just the most charming one. There's so many cool little ideas in there. Mm. And you don't have the, like, in comparison to um, Spirited Away, where the, like, the parents turning into pigs scene, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. ruined me. <laughs> That really upset me the first time I watched oh, it. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so you don't, it's it's more of a fun romp. It's, I mean, it's about, mm. like, oh, an encroaching war, but still. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as, as most uh, Miyazaki films are, but that's all right. Yeah. Um, that's so true. Yeah. He's a, hates war, loves planes. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of his... Not sure Harry feels about pigs. Yeah. Has has some has some thoughts on pigs. Mm. Explores pigs. <laughs> Much like our boys Pink Floyd explore yeah. pigs. I feel like they've actually got a lot of um, similar interests. You know? Yeah. Planes, pigs, war, encroaching war. Yeah, they hate war. Cat buses. Yeah. It, it yeah. all fits, right? <laughs> you know? Like, are there, are there going to be more similarities when we cover this film off? Who's to say? Ooh, we'll who, find who's out. Who's to say? Um, but yeah, uh, I'm glad that we're yeah. both Howl's Moving Castle heads. I'm happy yeah. happy about that. Do you have any other favourites? Like, do you have any... Because I, I really like The Cat Returns. Oh, yo, that's a hot take. Yeah, I feel like that's not I... many people's favourite, yeah. That's the one that got, I think, both my big Ghibli dives started with The Cat Returns and <laughs> have ended with Mononoke. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mononoke is probably my second favourite. I re- yeah. I, I think it's such a, like, complete world and mm. and it's so beautiful throughout. And, yeah, it just, like, explores, like, I don't know, all the character motivations are really simple, but um, they make sense. And it's just mm. a sweet story about, like, op- diametrically opposed groups, you know? It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is, like... I feel like we're going to cover a lot of um, similarities to our Wet Boy's favourite movie, <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> the weirdest film. <laughs> yeah. Avatar, world's weirdest film. I'm ready for the yeah. next Avatar to just be all underwater, by the way. Oh, it's got to be. Yeah, it has to be. Right? That photo of them floating in those beads? Yeah. It's gotta mean there's water. Gotta be. Each bead a camera. Got a bead. Oh, God. <laughs> Each bead... It ends with... Each bead with a tiny little James Cameron in it. Oh, yes. A yeah. James Cam... Do you know why he's such a good director? <laughs> why? 
His real name's James Camera. Oh no. <laughs> he turned himself into the camera. That's his that's yeah. his secret. That's his secret, cat. Um Alright. <laughs> Should we talk about Princess Mononoke and how it synced up? Yeah. Should we do oh, it? Oh for sure. Okay. Uh. Alright. Oh for sure. Alright. <laughs> uh yeah. Heart heartbeats, opening titles, classic shit. Ghibli times. Um, mm. Yeah, there's like, this film starts with like some misty mountains and some, uh, just a bit of like lore about gods and spirits and stuff. This is yeah. exactly like my kind of thing. Just like opening up with like ancient lore <laughs> is exactly <laughs> where I want to be. Um, you notoriously like hate in fantasy stories where you get like a map and then like yeah. ancient history and then the first like the third second to third chapter is your like first main character chapter um so yeah and then there's always a scene where they go to a tavern and the t someone in the like the innkeeper tells them a legend and then i have yeah. read one i'm pretty sure you directed it for me i'm um, directed it. <laughs> i directed that you book, recommended yeah. this book for me and i might be misremembering it but i'm pretty sure Oh, that one about the ginger wizard that yeah. isn't Ron Weasley. Yeah, it's the I name swear, of the wind. <laughs> thank you. He goes into a tavern and someone tells him a legend and then inside that legend is a second legend. And the whole thing is told as a framing device for a different legend. Yeah. And I was just like, mate, there's the third <laughs> oh, framing man. device that I'm in the real world reading this. <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> I'm looking between three separate frames right now. I can barely see the painting within. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think that's a reasonable take, but yeah, that's like exactly my kind of shit. So <laughs> I love that obfuscation of like, oh, this will become relevant later. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I also can't complain about those layers because we're producing media that discusses media through the lens of a third piece of media. Exactly so. right. Like, yeah, I've nah. tricked you into creating something that you hate. <laughs> No! But I love... <laughs> <laughs> Every episode starts with a map. You've got to just um, oh, yeah. translate the beeps of the theme song into dots. If you, look... you see the map of St. Floyd. Yeah, if you look very closely at our, um, our podcast art that we have every every episode and you join all those together it'll create a map with subtle yeah. subtle gradient changes. <laughs> Once we get to episode, I don't know, a thousand... <laughs> It'll be it'll be a treasure map. Yeah, yeah. So look forward to that, listeners, because Gareth apparently won't. Um, uh, yeah. So we got uh, like trees falling and like horrible nightmare worms <laughs> coiling mm. all over the place, and they're like falling off things. We don't really know what's going on at this point, and then we get the title card. <laughs> which i really like it's just like here's yeah. like some horrific imagery just like it's like kind of setting the the tone of the film where it's like the destruction of nature um coming in or like corruption of nature i think mm. um and yeah we get our, our main character here our friend uh ashitaka who's uh riding a a deer creature oh, my boy called yakul um, yes I, I love the yakul dude i love any piece of media that has a yakul in it um <laughs> like just any kind of like 
Uh, any any story where there's like a guy who really looks after his horse. Neverending Story is mm. another really big one for this. Um, yeah, Tangled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anywhere where the horse is just like another character or the mount is another yeah. character. I love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, he's out and about like doing some scouting stuff uh, for his small village. And there's um, he comes across some girls and they're like, oh, there's no animals. So we're going to head back to the village. It's a bad sign. And so mm. he goes to this like watchtower and looks out and sees some like weird stuff shifting around in the forest and um, yeah, shoots it, aims his bow at it, but it's just, it's these horrible nightmarish black worms that are like mm. covering a beast. I, it's, it's like, ugh, this thing is like a shadow creature with glowing eyes that's just made of writhing worms and it's so yeah. like this movie starts with that and you're like <laughs> yeah and you're like oh man okay i don't this is definitely not ponyo <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. especially this follows um totoro like, yeah this is people are like oh sweet totoro loved it let's see what's next yeah my friends i brought my they... seven and eight year old along to see yeah. princess mononoke and yeah it starts with this like nightmare creature um <laughs> a demon god is what the old mm. man says it is which i really love good terminology oh, yeah. um <clears throat> and yeah the so these worms like coil away and we see that there's this big pig inside of it like a huge yeah. boar um and we hear the uh, the boys in the Floyd at the end of Breathe now are saying race towards an early grave. And we get into On the Run as this creature is on the run towards the village and is coming. Yeah. In. And yeah, it's sort of like an undead kind of creature here. It's like post-death uh, that it's been animated by this corruption. It's awful. Mm. Um, and yeah, uh, the tower falls down and Ashitaka's uh, mount like runs off... Uh, and Ashitaka is like desperately trying to uh, get this thing, um, but the old man warns him that if he touches it, it'll curse him. Uh, mm. And uh, it like turns to attack the girls that we saw before, and um, Ashitaka like shoots it in the eye, and it's like furiously like coursing out. There's this horrible like black goo everywhere, mm. um, and yeah, he just like looses some more arrows into it and like stops it um but the the worms pour out and like wrap around his arm and they get him uh, yeah so he's he's now officially cursed um it's like really messed up he's like pour some water on his oh no so he goes back to the village and they pour water on his arm but it's like corroding and boiling his flesh away this like yeah. horrific scar of this thing is awful <laughs> um mm. but yeah it's like what's what's not awful is how beautiful this big worm chase worm boar chase was with on the run playing yeah it really works yeah like, yeah because we we had the whole chase sequence when he's fighting it is like taking place over on the run and that that mm. is fantastic to see um and i'm yeah. almost willing to in, like we've already discovered through our research that Pink Floyd recorded on the run by holding microphones up to the chemicals in their brains. Yes, I'm almost willing to offer a counter legend, mm. a legend within that legend. Oh, that as they did that, they got covered by CGI worms, and the CGI worms are the ones playing the synthesizers. That makes sense to me. They were slowly yeah, right? corrupted most by, logical. by evil worms. 
yeah over the course of the song and only through <laughs> a a long uh, and perilous journey were they able to continue on and record the rest of the album um, yeah yeah that 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 just tracks it makes total sense if you read if you read the book, if you read the if you read the manga of Pink Floyd's Dark Side <laughs> of the Moon, you'd understand. Oh, um, I want there to be Pink Floyd manga so badly. <laughs> I and every listener are quickly googling. <laughs> there must be, surely. A lot of prism-based magic. I'd love it. Um, while you're googling, I'm going to continue on because there's a lot yes, more please. to cover. Um, the Oracle, yeah, like comes out and uh, bows to this dead god um like paying deference uh just fan art of just fan of... art oh oh well yeah that's all good <laughs> um yeah <laughs> i look forward to it, you linking me it at some point up at the show <laughs> so yeah the oracle's like uh bowing and paying deference to this dead god um and that happens just for the crash sound on the run it doesn't really sync up but that's all right uh mm. and uh the boar god speaks just as it's dying it says you shall know my hatred and grief which is like yeah it's like dark lyrics <laughs> that are happening <laughs> over just like the echoing crash sound and on the run it's like mm. jesus and then it starts like rapidly decomposing to just a skeleton it's metal as hell <laughs> this intro <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what the hell is going on i love it um yeah, uh, all the clocks go off now as we go up to the Oracle's hut, and there's not really, again, that isn't really a sink, but that's where we are, um, and everyone's talking about um, Ashitaka's fate here, uh, he's, uh, they're doing like a reading of his future with like a bunch of uh, like bones and, and rocks and stuff, um, and finding out what, uh, what happened basically, this beast has come from the from the west is what they find out through this and hmm. ashitaka's arm is so cursed that he's just it's guaranteed that he'll die he is going to die and it will seep into his bones <laughs> is what the oracle says which is like goddamn bleak yeah. bleak times um again yeah we're just the, starting the movie <laughs> Yeah, this is like, yeah, like not even 10 minutes in. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, all the guys of the village are like really upset that he can't change his fate. And then, um, uh, yeah, the Oracle's like, oh yeah, there was this like metal ball inside the boar's body that like corrupted him from within and hands it over to Ashitaka to like investigate it. Um, and yeah, she's like, well, you're going to die, but you could like <laughs> face your curse and like figure out what happened like how you got cursed determine the cause of the spreading evil is how she puts it um and yeah so he's like at least got a quest it's like a futile yeah. quest but because he's definitely gonna die but uh it's at least he could like prevent further misfortune um but yeah <laughs> so yeah this is uh we get like times verse coming in and he like cuts his uh top knot off and leaves he's like well <laughs> yeah. off i go and his sister comes and gives him a little jeweled dagger which is a cool little keepsake yeah um, heck yeah. and then yeah he just leaves on on yakul his his cool deer mount it's awesome <laughs> and we just get like over times like verse and chorus and solo etc um 
we're just seeing like beautiful Ghibli landscapes, like these mm. rolling hills and forests and stuff. It looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I paused is... this film and then I was confused um, whose laptop I was looking at because I was like, that's not my desktop background. That's someone else's beautiful desktop oh, background. Yeah. And like, no, take, this... <laughs> take any of these frames from this and yeah, you can make a stunning desktop background, right? Yeah. Like just from the sequence. Maybe not when like people's arms and heads and shit get blown <laughs> off later on. Uh, but still, um, yeah, it's really stunning. Um and yeah, he's hidden over to like a pillar of smoke that he's spotted down there. Yeah. Uh, he sees some like samurai fighting and um, there's these guys are just sort of attacking like a village, these samurai. Don't know what's going on here. They're like slicing people down with big like naginata, I think they're called. Like the big um, like swords on the end of poles. I think they're called naginata. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Ashitaka is a good guy, so he, like, goes in to, like, protect these innocent people he's getting amongst, and he's using, uh, his bow and arrow, which is his weapon of choice, but his corrupted arm sort of, like, warps and wriggles with, like, the worm corruption inside, and mm. he, it gives him, like, incredible strength, um, and so when he fires this arrow off, it takes a guy's, like, arm clean off. And another yeah. guy's head just, like, gets decapitated completely. Um, it's wild. The thing of it's note... It's so wild. ...in this, um, not... he uh, Miyazaki uses um, very restrained... Uh, he doesn't, like, do a massive spurt of blood or anything. These things just sort of, like, pop off, which is, like, hmm. I think pretty accurate to what it would be like if someone, like, got their arm cut off. Like, it would, like, gush blood, but, like, the PSI of um, blood is not very high inside the body. Oh, yeah. body. It's not very, like, high pressure. It would sort of just drip out. So I don't think it would be, like, rushing out in a, like, like sort of a Tarantino-esque spurt. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like it's pretty well, reasonable. <laughs> yeah. But At least you can, like, not worry about cleaning up after someone shoots your arms off, you know? You got you can worry yeah. about the big stuff. Well, you you almost definitely will. Like it'll still you'll bleed out a hundred percent, but oh no. it will take it will take like a long time, like much longer than. Uh, well, I don't know how long it would take actually, but it, it wouldn't it wouldn't like gush out all immediately and you'd just be dead, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if yeah, you could you could survive losing an arm definitely. Mm. Um. The other thing but, about this scene is they put this in the trailer to really make sure people knew not to bring their six and eight-year-old. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, it's like, yeah. guys, this one deals with some violence, some messed up stuff, okay? Yeah. Just make sure. There's actually, like, this is, his, like, probably his most violent film, other than, like, I'll The Wind so, Rises, yeah. maybe. Like, it's very intense. Like, a lot of hmm. battles and explosions and stuff, like... He's not really known for that kind of thing, so... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, probably the highest amount of action in a, in a Miyazaki film. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, uh, he, he's warded off these samurai and so saved these people. Uh, we cut to a market square as we go into Great Gig, and there's a little dude here <laughs> eating some noodles. Uh, <laughs> this little guy is... Uh, this is Billy Bob Thornton, yeah? This is the guy voiced by him <laughs> yeah 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 english it, dub we've got 
Bebob, as people love to call him. Bebo.com. <laughs> Bebo, that's him. Um, but yeah, his name is Jiko in the film, this guy. Um, yeah. Uh, and we'll learn more about him as we go on. But um, Ashitaka is also here trying to get some food for his journey. He's trying to pay for some rice with a, a piece of pure gold. Um, mm. And this little dude steps in being like, oh, like they, they aren't going to accept his like piece of gold because it's not money or coins or whatever. And they were like, wow, this is probably worth like three times the, the amount of rice he's asking for. And then everyone's like, whoa, and rushes in and tries to like nab it. Um, but anyway, he sort of like allows Ashitaka to get away with the, the rice, but, uh, and they leave together and he's all, he's like, uh, you shouldn't go around like flashing your money. <laughs> mm. Um, and yeah, they just, uh, sort of hang out for a bit and then, uh, these dudes come up to try and rob them and they race away. This little dude, this little guy, um, uh, Jiko is so fast. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he's got fast little legs and he's wearing like the little, um, sandals with the, uh, piece of wood in the middle. They're like balancing sandals that are like traditional Japanese shoes or something. Um, mm. and, and yeah, he's bloody quick on his feet for someone wearing those. Um, yeah, heck yeah. He runs as fast as the deer, um, as Yakul. So that's pretty wild. Um, mm. but anyway, they like hang out in a little cave together and have a chat about the situation and uh how he got cursed and all that it tells the story um and <laughs> uh the uh Jiko says that the world is a curse <laughs> the whole world is a curse and i'm like that is such a mood my guy yeah <laughs> oh my that is some pink floyd lyrics yeah damn um and yeah ashitaka is like really upset about getting into the fight and killing those guys um hmm. And, but, uh, Jiko's like, oh, it's all right. We all die someday. And those guys were being assholes. They were like attacking innocent people. So don't worry about it. Um, and yeah, he, uh, gives us a bit more lore about Eastern warriors who ride deer. He's like suspecting that you, that Ashitaka is one of those people. Um, he doesn't know what the metal ball is and mm. yeah, uh, he's talking about, um, tells the story about a forest uh, god, a deity, a deer god who's out far to the west. Um, and he's basically just telling a story so that he can eat more of Ashitaka's rice <laughs> that he paid for. <laughs> I think he's just hanging out and eating Heck all his yeah. food. Um, but yeah, Ashitaka leaves in the morning uh, before um, the Jiko wakes up. But Jiko's like, oh yes, I knew he'd like escape or run away in the mm. morning. So it's all good. These guys are like yeah. kind of bros, but they but yeah just brief traveling companions um, yeah we make these episodes extra long so we can eat all of your rice listeners oh please so keep an eye out oh my god i would destroy some rice right now It'd be amazing oh. um just i would just want to eat just plain rice like a huge bowl of it <laughs> any day oh yes that was essentially my lunch today nice <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> the rice ratio was a bit off but i was not complaining yeah Rice is good, turns out. Yeah, man. It's awesome. It doesn't take much to make to make yeah. a full meal. Um, but yeah, uh, we get into a money now as uh, we're seeing, we see some new folks who are like traveling up a mountain with like oxen and stuff. Um, they've got a bunch of uh, all kinds of things strapped to these, these oxes, ox, oxen. I said it correctly the first time and then I mucked it up. I don't know why I'm, <laughs> I don't know why I changed it. Um, 
Uh, the last ox confidence. Yeah, ox confidence. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, these, these wolves come in uh, to attack, and there's a girl riding mm. on the back of one of the wolves. And we're like, what the f- what is going on here? Um, and they've, they pull out these, like, hand cannons, like little firework musket things uh, to fight them off. And the wolves are dodging all these explosions. Is there, like, another action scene already? It's wild. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, uh, the but these are just, like, the distraction wolves. There are two they're two little wolves, but they seem pretty big. But um, mm. And that there's a girl riding them. But they're, like, looking out for another wolf who comes in and is the size, like, like a head taller than a horse. It's huge, this wolf. Um, it's like a big mother wolf. Um who is, yeah, like, the, it turns out this is the wolf god. It's got two tails. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it's, like, fighting all these guys and, like, tearing them apart, at, but it's warded back with, like, a flamethrower and knocked off the cliff. And you're like, ah, oh, shit, I love that wolf. I saw it for, like, maybe 30 <laughs> seconds, but now it is gone. Um, but the, yeah. the people uh, the people who are there are like, we definitely didn't kill that wolf. That wolf will be back. And I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm, sure. so, I'm so glad. Um, but yeah, they're like, move out and keep going with their supplies, etc. Um, uh, meanwhile, Ashitaka is still on his journey and uh, he spots some like dead dudes and supplies uh, like floating down the river. And he's like, oh, shit, there's a guy in there who's alive and so he like swims in and uh tries to save him and as he's doing this um he spots the wolves from earlier who are like coming in to um check on the mother wolf who is or like father wolf i don't know i couldn't hear the voice acting um but uh (laughs) um interestingly voiced by a female actress in the english dub and a male actor in the Japanese version. There you go. But referred to as a wolf goddess. Okay. It's to do with uh, wolves, no matter what, have a masculine energy. Ah, uh, true. Like okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're like hunters. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, they're like coming in to like check on the, the mother wolf and uh, yeah, the girl hops off and like sucks some blood out of the wolf's wound and spits it aside. This is the like... Um, the poster shot effectively of uh princess mononoke um and yeah because she turns around and spots ashitaka and they see each other from across the river and just sort of like Mm. scope each other out um and yeah uh she just like they just sort of stare at each other and then she's just like leave (laughs) (laughs) go and then yeah they they carry off an, an ox and yeah it's like okay um Ashi's rescued, like, two guys here, uh, and has got one of them on the back of, the one that's, like, awake on the back of a, uh, of the deer, and, and he's carrying another one on his shoulders, uh, and then we see a little Kodama, a little, like, clicky spirit guy, um, yeah, these guys are awesome, uh, <laughs> kind of terrifying, but kind of cute, um, mm. Yeah, they, like, make this little, like, rattling clicky sound, and they're little forest spirits. Um, they look like tiny little children with weird faces. Uh, and yeah. They're, yeah, they're cute but scary. Um, mm. <laughs> um, like regular children. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, like, more and more are, like, uh, appearing all around the uh, the deer and, and the, the traveling party here, and it's freaking out this guy who can't walk. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
and uh yeah they like just continue on and these spirits are like following following along and running ahead um and then yeah the forest gets like more and more like magical looking i would say like mm. more lush and green and uh yeah they just are walking up to this like huge tree all the all the little um kodama are hanging out in the tree and looking around um and then between the trees we see like a sort of gateway to the spirit realm open up there's like a rush of color uh between the two trees and mm. yeah there's like it's it's wild we see some deer and stuff through there um ashitaka sees like a footprint in the water with like three toes like a really weird footprint and uh yeah in the distance we see these deer coming along and then one walks along and it's got like way too many antlers <laughs> you're yeah. like what uh, and it looks directly at ashitaka and and right then the wind starts like whipping around yeah and it's like oh shit it's the magical moment um uh and as that happens his arm like that's been cursed reacts and starts mm. like rippling and convulsing sort of in, in rage i think at the situation and he like shoves it into the water to calm it because for some reason water calms it briefly you know it, but they did that earlier yeah. um and as he does this yeah the opening to the spirit realm kind of fades away uh mm. and yeah so they're like hanging out in the water for a bit and then they continue on uh and it seems like after this encounter the the guy who had a broken arm is cured and yeah and like his is totally fine and uh the guy that uh ashitaka is carrying on his back seems like way lighter and mm. Or maybe Ashitaka's just feeling stronger. It's hard to say. Um, but anyway, they've been invigorated by this magic encounter or the water that they drank from here. I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. Good good vibes. And it's all beautiful with a bit of Pink Floyd's um, hit single Us and Them playing over it. Like, yeah. Some of my favorite vibe into Us and Them, I think, is watching the dear God. Yeah. Just, just kicking it. Cruising in the distance. Hell yeah. Yeah um and yeah so now we come upon um the little iron town uh what is this what is this place officially called lady i believe it's iron town right? yeah lady lady eboshi's iron works or yeah ah, yes. just iron town is good enough for me um but yeah this seems to be like a a big hub of industry and this is where these guys are from uh where mm. like they were part of the raiding party who got attacked by wolves earlier um it turns out and yeah they get welcomed back the guy with a broken arm his name was um koruko koruko i think um yeah who, whose job it is to like just drive oxen up the mountain that's his whole deal he's like an ox herder um and yeah uh his wife comes down and like scolds him for breaking his leg and just being mm. generally useless um and yeah she's she's great she's like plucky yeah. and spunky this his wife um voiced and, by friend of the show jada in the english dub jada pickett smith hell yeah friend of the show and that she was the best part of our magic mic too absolutely definitely yeah she was fantastic um queens queens my queens 
She's got her own queens here as well. Yeah, she Great. so does, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's very oh. good. Give um, Jada Pickett some queens and you've got a good film. Well, that, give Jada Pickett a f- some queens and you've got a film we'll talk about. <laughs> that's true. That's accurate. Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, there's a, there's another guy here who's like the captain of the guard kind of guy. I can't remember his name, but um, he's here like very suspicious of this outsider who's brought uh, the, these soldiers or these people back for seemingly yeah. no reason um they would sort of left them for dead after the attack um uh, anyway um she yeah so the the wife is like the being real nasty to the guard scolds him for being suspicious and then she like thanks ashitaka for bringing home her husband safely and we see lady eboshi makes an appearance in the distance uh like i think i guess she's like the key antagonist i don't really know like She's got her own motivations. Yeah. I, I mean, well, that's... she's sort of the villain, but sort of not, right? Like, she does some villainous things. the beauty things. of this film, yeah. But her... It's like, she's wrong, but she's right. Yeah, <sighs> her reasons are, like, are good, really. And that she, mm. she wants to, like, she wants to expand in her town and provide a better life for her people, kind of, is, like, the key behind what she's doing here. But the means by which she does this are nefarious absolutely yeah um but yeah she's i don't know i'm inclined this movie, to like yeah this movie is the equivalent of trying of when like a big issue comes up when you're talking with your parents because yeah. you love your parents and they might you don't just agree with them and sometimes they raise really good points and like make it complicated <laughs> yeah like, oh i guess i guess yeah we've got to think about the small businesses but oh mom yeah, and, definitely. You know, your mum's also got a, ho- you know, taken in a whole colony of lepers and using them to run a town. <laughs> so you got to respect that. Yeah, oh. got to respect that. Yeah. That's that's definitely a good thing. Like, yeah. she's caring for the sick and wounded, right? Like, right? Yeah, you can't argue with <clears throat> yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's really interesting. But yeah, the like mm. core conflict is like of the film uh, is like nature vers- versus like human expansion or like <clears throat> industrialization sort of yeah uh and like who is who should take precedence in that situation you know like it's mm. got to be kind of a balance of both i think is the lesson of the film but um yeah it's it's interesting it's it, it's exploring that issue and it, it doesn't really provide a clear answer right yeah it's 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 definitely sweet. Um, anyway, but yeah, mm. Lady Eboshi represents one side of this, um, and here she is. She's badass. Um, we get um, Ashitaka's been like accepted to chill in the village for a bit, and they're gonna have a chat <laughs> later. And we see how busy everyone is. They work through the bloody night in Iron Town here. Um, yeah, there's like bellows and like big furnaces and all kinds of stuff. Um, uh the men are having like their allotments of rice and all the women are gathered around and looking inside they aren't allowed in but they're looking into the men's like eating area um and like all obsessed with ashitaka because he's a new person in the town (laughs) um and yeah he's like oh can i come and like see where you guys work later on and they're like hell yeah (laughs) of course you can (laughs) dude um which is very good um yeah and uh yeah the men are like don't mind those women they're they're nosy (laughs) and ashitaka's like well 
a good town has happy women <laughs> and that's just a great maxim Aww. like that's yeah. just a great thing to say <laughs> um it's taking um happy wife happy life one step further absolutely it's like benefits the whole town um it's amazing um but yeah the men disagree they're like no the women's presence spoil the iron that we make <laughs> yeah weirdos the like weird superstition that they have which is you know mm. um it's big like sailor energy i think um, <laughs> yeah uh but yeah they're like but the one exception here is that they bloody love lady eboshi their leader who mm. is isn't isn't afraid of gods or monsters and uh they say uh the boar god of the forest stood in their way of um getting sand that they used for making the iron and um so they tore down the trees and lady eboshi killed the god um mm. they they came with their fire and guns and they burned the forest to the to the ground and um yeah they drove the boar god out um yeah and so we find out that yeah like that's ashitaka puts it together immediately um in yeah. that like that the boar god was the the monster that attacked him and why he's cursed so effectively it's lady eboshi's fault that he's cursed yeah. to have this horrible uh death waiting for him <laughs> um but yeah anyway so he's like okay uh he says that that boar must have died with its heart full of hate which is like damn dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> holy shit um <laughs> anyway he's gonna go take it up with lady eboshi um who uh he, he has an invite from earlier and goes to like she's like checking the latest iron production um uh we see uh he just like straight up explains the situation like immediately he like holds out his cursed arm and 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 holds out the little iron ball as well and he's like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. what what happened Eboshi what like explain this and she's just like sort of brushes him off and asks him like is more curious about who he is and where he's come from um just like trying to find out where his town is and Ashitaka won't give that information over because he's worried about Eboshi like expanding or like coming and claiming his village yeah uh pretty scary um but anyway they sort of like move on from this and he she's like all right continue this let's continue this conversation elsewhere and they go through the streets uh and we see the ladies at work like pushing their feet on like the big bellows in the ground like a huge for a huge furnace uh for mm. making iron there's like I, I think it's like eight either side of this huge like bellows it's pretty crazy um but yeah it's like huge industrious developments here yeah. in iron town good stuff uh, but Lady Eboshi oh, yeah. is taking us to her little private garden um, where, as you said before, she's got these uh, these lepers, these, like, guys covered in bandages. They're, like, very mm. sick people who are working on guns and ammunition for her. They're, they're like, her inventors, basically. Um, and, they're, yeah, she's making these weapons to kill the samurai who have been plaguing the land and like attacking random people and take over basically she's like yeah guns are stronger than swords and so she's like making all these and no one else has them because of she's got iron production she's got gunpowder production um and so yeah she's got a monopoly on this and she's ready to take over um 
Yeah, she would win so quickly at a game of Settlers of Catan. Hell yeah. You could, like, one gun trades for, like, 18 sheep or something, I think. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty insane. Like, you get in the longest road immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. He, Ashitaka, like, accuses her of breeding hatred with her guns and um she admits to like shooting the boar god basically yeah um and as she said that uh we get the ad lib i can't think of anything to say at the end of brain damage <laughs> and i'm like whoa like that's cool <laughs> yeah like, she just straight up admits to it and it's like oh well there's nothing more to say i guess like yeah. <laughs> damn um and uh his ashitaka's like corrupted arm like, because it represents, like, hatred and conflict and stuff. It, like, reaches for his sword, like, instinctively to, mm. um, like, attack Lady Eboshi. And he holds it back with his other arm. I think this is just such a cool metaphor and, like, visual as well. Like, the battle between his right and left sides. Like, yeah. between war and peace. And, like, that conflict of, of humanity and uh like and also just in general and like in uh between his like his thinking about the situation like he probably really wants to kill lady eboshi for her crimes here um for all the mm. damage she caused and for cursing him but like he is a peaceful man he was raised like to bring peace and um, and be kind and not murder people you know like <laughs> yeah. it's yeah it's really awesome that like it's mm. literally like he's got a right and left half that want to do different things i think that's so cool um yeah uh and Heck yeah we we also get like one of the little leper guys like cries out like don't harm her she like cares for us and gave us purpose when no one else would it's like oh my god it's so complicated mm. <laughs> this whole thing <laughs> you know yeah um yeah uh luckily this is stopped by lady eboshi like shooting a gun out into the night there's like we look out into the night and we see that like now that the forest has been cleared we see all these little monsters and things roaming around outside mm. with glowing red eyes like trying to reclaim the mountain apparently um because they, they don't have a home and they're out there like just combing the place trying to push them back in the night and under the cover of night i think it's really yeah. spooky um oh yeah uh yeah so yeah the eboshi like elaborates about um her plan she really wants to like take over and you like use the world's resources to benefit um her people and there's this she talks about this person called sam who stands to oppose her and she was a child who was stolen by the wolf god uh by by the animal spirits and lives yeah lives with the wolf god out in the forest um and yeah that's who we saw earlier riding the wolf uh yeah. um and yeah uh ashtag has heard all this and he's like all right i'm i'm out of here i can't i'm not yeah. done with this this whole plan it's just too like, much going on here yeah he's like ah i'm 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 leaving screw this place yeah. I'm, I'm done here i delivered your guy i'm i'm getting out i'm you're not going to help me get rid of my curse so whatever mm. um and yeah so he's like well 
I'm gonna go and see the ladies now because he said he'd do that and he like wants to help them out and so he just like jumps on the bellows with the rest of them and they're like oh my gosh <laughs> I love this guy <laughs> um yeah these are the queens out here they're great um apparently they work for four days straight oh my mm. god that's a lot of bellows pushing that's a lot of jumping up and down do you reckon yeah. you could do that for four days straight gareth jump up and job? down nah nah i don't even know i don't think i could do it depends how much bounce back is in the bellows yeah maybe then i could be like bedoying higher up again well you have but... the assistance of like like 15 other friends like helping you out doing the same exact thing but like man it's still hard yeah I don't know. Um, no, I'm going to call it. I can do it. I don't think anyone's actually going to challenge me on it. <laughs> I've just realized. Definitely yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the totally. I'll, I'll do six days. It turns out, like, later on, it's the, like, a week from now, it's the TikTok bellows challenge. <laughs> where <laughs> you work the bellows with your feet for, for like, 800 consecutive TikToks. Uh, we got stuck watching, um, so TikTok does live videos. There's a live video yeah. of some, there's like eight dudes on a swinging bridge and they're just standing there and you have no idea how they're staying there. And all the comments are like, nah, fake, fake, fake. They're not on a bridge. Nah, fake people, <laughs> fake bridge. But like no context. There was n no one's even gone through and explained like, here's how that happened. We just watched it for like 10 minutes, like. Maybe at 1am on a Sunday. So, oh actually, yeah, now I'm scared the Bellows Challenge will come true, so... Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. If you if you want uh -oh. to start the trend, listeners, definitely tag us <laughs> on TikTok. Yeah. I don't think we, we're not on Please. TikTok, but, but someone will tell us about it. Yeah. Someone will send us an email <laughs> <laughs> about a TikTok. That's the most boomer uh, thing ever. I love it. Um... Uh, so or deliver a TikTok on a USB stick. Yeah, that's the only media that I'll accept. Yeah. Only, I get all my TikToks del hand-delivered on USBs. <laughs> yeah. USB 3. Oh, tucked um, into a little envelope. Yeah, absolutely. Like your fish and chip money back in primary school. Yeah. Or like a movie virus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, anyway, we gotta, we gotta cut here to, um, the attack on the town. Um, yeah. Sa San makes an assault. She's coming in to try and kill Iboshi to, like, stop her. Um, yeah, she's, like, one person trying to come in and get them. And she does this insane move where she, like, flings herself up the wall like this i don't know how tall this wall would be it looks really huge it's like a whole oh, rock it's... island and then like 15 foot wall above that but the powerful wolf like throws her up there and yeah she's just like running from jumping across rooftops and like slicing and fighting ashitaka who's like chasing after her um, because he's, like, attempting to stop this assassination attempt on Eboshi again, because he's, like, a peaceful guy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, the whole town is, like, mobilizing, grabbing weapons and guns and stuff, trying to stop this. Uh, it's crazy. Um, yeah. And as that happens, we get raced towards an early grave again at the end of yeah. Breathe. Um, rolling in again. So we're on double um, racing towards early graves with this yeah. movie. 
Just doubling down on that theme, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Going extra fast towards two graves. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Eboshi, like, calls out to San, who's just sort of standing there now, and um, says that the men of the village have a score to settle because some of them were claimed by the wolves. Yeah. And so they're coming in. Um, and, yeah, they all aim their guns and shoot her. Uh, and... Uh, she just sort of stands there waiting to get killed, but, uh, mm -hmm. jumps in and manages to run all the way up to Eboshi, uh, and has like a little sword battle here against her. Eboshi, her fighting style is like long sword and knife, which is yeah. so sick. <laughs> I love that combination. <laughs> yeah. Like she's got like a little parrying dagger and then like a samurai sword or like katana it's awesome um mm. and yeah they're just like duking it out and she's just got like this tiny little dagger san does like just trying to stab at her um it's awesome <laughs> it's a really cool little fight and they're they're ringed yeah. by like a, a, a armed dudes so like they're just letting eboshi do her do her battle here as the leader it's very cool um oh yeah uh meanwhile ashitaka is like approaching the scene and his curse is like rippling with demonic energy his like is like <laughs> flying off of his arm um and everyone's like oh shit we should never let this stranger in here uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh and yeah like he gets in between this this uh clashing of blades and puts his sword into the fray um and then, yeah, uses his, like, demon magic to, like, knock the both ladies out. Like, yeah. his super strength, like, comes in. Every time he uses this, like, extra power, his his scar, like, grows a little bit, which I think is a really cool detail as well. Well, um, love it. It's, like, so fantasy. So, it's the kind of stuff, yeah, it's the kind of stuff that gets me picking up your fantasy book and then putting it back down when I see a map. Yeah. Like this kind of business. It's <laughs> it's awesome. It reminds me a lot of um, Shadow of the Colossus. Have you ever played that game or know anything about that? No. Was that the one that was across two discs for the PS2? Probably, yeah. Um, it's Yeah, in that game you're like a, a guy who is trying to save the life of his a dead friend, girlfriend, I don't mm. know, a, a dead love of yours. And there's this, like, you've traveled to this land and there's this evil god who's like, okay, I'll save her life. I'll get, I'll bring her back to life. But you've got to kill these 16 giant creatures out here. Ooh. And every time you kill one of them, the, you're like, your character, like, falls to the ground and, like, horrible black smoke, like, pours out of his mouth. <laughs> it's messed up. <laughs> and every time you do it, like, more smoke comes out of you. Um... Whoa. And, and you can tell there's like something is not right with this deal <laughs> but yeah. yeah it gives me very similar energy to uh shadow of the colossus in that way um sweet uh, game by the way if you haven't played it it's oh, so yeah. good um okay. yeah yeah um anyway uh yeah so he's just like carrying these uh, he hands eboshi over to the um to the rest of the crew uh who are gathered around and is going to leave with san and the 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 guardsman guy is not going to let this happen so he fires an arrow into um or is it, he fires a gun i don't know no it must be an arrow he fires like an arrow no he shoots him with a gun um, sorry 
Yeah. He does. He definitely he gets shot with a gun. Yeah. Um, and But he just keeps walking, I guess, like, powered by yeah. this demonic curse. It's awesome. Um, mm. And, like, he walks all... Everyone's like, whoa, <laughs> we shot him, but he didn't <laughs> die? Okay. Um, yeah. And, yeah, they all are sort of, like, awestruck, letting him walk around. He goes up to the gates... Um, like bleeding out and mm. um, the guardsmen are like you can't get out we're not letting you out no one can open this gate anyway it takes like 10 men to haul it open and he forces it open with one hand it's yeah. so cool he like he like grips with his two feet on the ground and we can see the like scar growing on his body and he like pushes mm. the gate open it's rad <laughs> Um, he Get also like a demon arm, folks. Yeah, for real. It sounds like the benefits are maybe worth the like crippling blood curse. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, yeah, the wolves come up to like uh, grab San, and he like yells at them. He's like, "Stop! She'll be safe." <laughs> it's like, damn, Ashitaka. He's like controlling the situation. Um, yeah, and yeah, he like puts puts uh, San on the back of the deer. And, um, yeah, they hit off. He's like, go, they go off on Yakul. It's awesome. And the wolves over hmm. here. Um, that he only lasts a short time. Like, they get, like, uh, a couple of miles away from um, uh, the Iron Town. And he, like, passes out from blood loss on the back. And, uh, yeah, San, like, jumps off and, like, checks on him. And... Uh, she's like very furious about like why did you save me? Why did you stop me from killing Eboshi? She's got all these questions basically. Um, yeah. And Ashi takes this moment. Ashi takes this moment to go like, "You're beautiful, girl." Because <laughs> he's like dying, I think, mm -hmm. at this moment. So he's like, "Oh well, shoot my shot, I guess." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she doesn't know how to handle that because she's a wolf girl. Mm. Who's <laughs> been raised by a, a spirit god. Um, uh, and then all these like evil apes come in and start like oh, yeah. tossing rocks at them. They've got like glowing red eyes out in the night and they're like, leave the boy with us. We'll eat him and we'll gain his strength. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, apes. Okay. Um, and, I love and that these apes kind of don't get to do much in the overall film they're just kind of there no. to let you know there's a whole other mess going on <laughs> these apes are hungry for boys yeah, power they're, they're fucking scary these apes yeah they got their yeah. own own things going on i think it's like these are the maybe the like dead creatures of the um of the forest that was destroyed like not just the, the boars who managed to escape i think these are like the the dark spirits of the of all the animals that were killed. That's my yeah. take anyway. I like um, that. But yeah, they're like trying to... They also hate Eboshi and want to like drive the humans out for what they've done. Um, but yeah. anyway, there's sort of a debate between the wolf god and these apes being like, no, we're not going to hand them over. Like, we need to save his life uh, because he saved San's life, who is the wolf god's daughter, adopted. Um <clears throat> <clears throat> And yeah, also the deer, they're like, oh, the deer god, the, um, they're like, oh, we'll go to the deer god and we'll convince the deer god to fight the humans. And the wolf god's like, nah, that's dumb. <laughs> the deer god's <laughs> not going to do that. 
You're never going to convince that guy. He's got like no thoughts in his big deer head. Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, we get, uh, so anyway, they convince the, the apes to go away and they continue on to the um, forest that we saw before with all the Kodama spirits around. Mm. And yeah, uh, Yakul is like led into the water with Ashitaka on his back and um yeah he's like very good this is again very um never-ending story as he's like up to his neck in water um just swimming along and yeah he's carted to like the central island with like a little half dead tree in the middle Mm. um and yeah she like takes the little like um like saddle gelding thing i don't know what it's called the little bridle maybe i don't know yeah, bridal. Off of Yakul and says, like, go free. And then Yakul's like, hell no, that's Ashitaka. He's my friend. Um, yeah. I'm just going to watch. Uh, uh, and yeah, um, all the Kodama have, like, gathered around to watch this happen. Um, and they're all looking up at the moon from, like, a big old tree, uh, which I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we see out in the night this like huge spirit walking around this like massive mm. uh creature um and yeah the deer Kinda god a big man made of the inside of a lava lamp yeah definitely it's like yeah like a it's like an ethereal glowing creature um yeah it looks awesome um and it, yeah it's coming in this is the deer god in its nighttime form uh mm. making its uh pilgrimage to the island um and yeah uh the so we see now we immediately cut from this awesome scene to (laughs) bloody jiko again (laughs) yeah in the woods wearing a little beer pelt (laughs) he's got a little like beer (laughs) outfit on i want a little um i want an action figure of beer pelt jiko (laughs) like he's a cute and cuddly boy um yeah voiced by billy bob (laughs) imagine if you got it but instead it's actually just like a realistic billy bob like someone (laughs) took him in armageddon and put him in a little beer for you oh wow (laughs) i mean i'd be okay with that i think oh good yeah i would i would be like oh this is definitely a mix-up i didn't order this but i'll be like (laughs) i'm not gonna return it though (laughs) yeah this is great um uh yeah so they we find out that he's like a little spy guy and he's Mm. been sent out here to kill the deer god um and you're like what 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 the fuck jiko okay um anyway as as the sun rises no definitely not yeah he was pretending to be a priest earlier uh but he's super not that um yeah so the sun rises and as this happens the deer god changes form into a uh yeah weird deer like how would you it's like it looks like a regular deer it's got like little dragon feet and then like a red mask face with Mm. with still with deer eyes um but it doesn't look like a deer in most ways (laughs) like (laughs) i feel like if you described a deer to an alien they might draw this Mm. like i don't know it's it's cool looking and you could you're like oh yeah you draw this and you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a deer god. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really awesome. There's a, a really cool effect here. Probably my favorite animation in the entire movie. Um, when it its feet touch the earth, 
like plants grow up around its footfalls and i think that looks spectacular like that looks Mm. amazing i could just watch that forever i could watch this deer walk around all damn day um it's very good um and yeah so a little tree has been planted above ashitaka's head and it like breathes the life out of the tree and into ashitaka returning him to life so it can't like um it it takes and gives life it doesn't like it's like an exchange it's not a uh like it can't just bring things back to life there has to be something something has to die to return him to life um anyway they're like oh shit the ajiko is watching this and he's like damn that's pretty cool (laughs) uh but yeah they like uh hiding out looking looking for the uh deer god and um but instead they spot a bunch of boars who are coming in um they're making a pilgrimage from their like mountain to the forest um and there's a big old boar here a real old boar who's like the surrogate leader after the boar god has died the oldest boar, i guess um who we find out later is called okoto um uh yes and voiced in the english dub by our friend keith davidson from the thing oh sweet nice yeah okay um but yeah he spots he spots uh jiko out in the woods and like lets out a bellow (laughs) basically (laughs) and they're like oh shit and they like jump away jiko does his like uh again proving how like spry and sprightly Mm. he is like jumping from rock to rock escaping um very impressive um and yeah uh ashitaka has like weird dreams as he's coming back to life um sees the deer in the distance that he saw before and then yeah he wakes up on the riverbank with yakul um who's just looking over him has not run away even though it was set free yeah and yeah he's got like no gunshot wound at all he's been completely healed it's amazing um however his scar has not healed it's Mm. it's progressed even further and now like covers his hand and arm completely almost um very upsetting (laughs) um yeah uh and yeah san uh reappears and like is hanging out and they uh sort of help she'll be around to help him recover um he's still very weak and she like literally like baby birds some food to him yes um which if you don't know what that is like chews it up and then like spits it into his mouth which is super gross mm. uh she also i think this is like a bat as well that she's doing this to like a bat's <laughs> wing or something uh, uh, i was like where did she get jerky but yeah it's that's that's a bad one yeah a bat's wing is the jerky of the forest um that's a fact uh but yeah this yeah happens you can take that like, to the bank this happens for like quite a while as we're just listening to to money <laughs> And I'm like, this baby birding must be super important for it to take up like nearly a full minute, like mm. of this film. But anyway, um, yeah. And so they can fit in any future sinks. They just have to stretch out the baby birding. Yeah, absolutely. It's super important. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, the boars rock up to the to the forest, and they have an argument again with the the wolves. Um, basically they're like we're here to kill humans and save the forest and they're real pissed that there's a human here or like multiple humans um and 
yeah, basically they find out that uh, Ashitaka was brought back to life by the deer god and they think that's like the most like sacrilegious, hypocritical thing ever. Like, yeah, it's awful because like, why would the deer gods side with the humans? Um, even though like their god was killed by the humans, makes no sense. Um, mm. And yeah, we get into us and them as they're like having this crazy argument. Uh, and yeah, like we also find out that the the wolf god has also been shot by one of the um, uh, guns and has the iron inside of him that will poison and corrupt him, just like the um, uh, just like the boar god was. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're having this argument, and Ashitaka like props to him. He owns up to killing the boar god and explains like what happened and mm. that he came to this land to cr- try and cure his curse and all this stuff and um okoto comes out like the big boar leader guy comes out and he's like right i'm gonna sort this out he puts his big schnoz up to ashitaka and gives him a big old sniff sniffs Mm. that sniff that cursed arm um (laughs) and yeah and after that he's like yep you're right that's like he believes him and they're on side he's like yeah that's that story makes sense thank you for like uh, putting the god out of his misery and all this stuff. Mm. Um, but then he's like, uh, yeah, he's like, you better leave though, because you are super not welcome in this forest as a human. <laughs> yeah. like, I, if I see you again, I will kill you, is what he says, <laughs> which, mm. which is awesome. Um, uh, and yeah, uh, the boars are pretty set on war with the humans out of revenge here. They're like, fuck those guys. Um, and yeah, yeah, they sort of roll out to do that. Um, and yeah, meanwhile, we get a shot of the deer God who's just sort of in the background, just chilling <laughs> and mm. listening to all this with this like weird expression on its face. It's very good. Walking on the, the surface deer God of the water. Reminds me so much of my landlord's cat. <laughs> and this is a reference that no listener is going to relate to. Explain. <laughs> Unless my landlord listens. But just like very fluffy at yeah. a distance. Yeah. Knows something I don't know. And at night turns into a huge lava lamp creature. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, there you go. Makes sense. (laughs) That's back to the show. Cats are like the deer god in general. Yeah, yeah. They've got that ethereal spirit energy about them. Mm. Um, Yeah, and that's why a cat returns as the Ghibli masterpiece. (laughs) There we go. Deleted scene where we see the cat god. Um, Yeah. Uh, anyway, we see a battle between Eboshi's forces and the samurai. Um, they sort of just get absolutely wrecked. Um, mm. Jiko's out here and he, uh, he's like come from his raid and has a chat with Eboshi. Um, has a, like, they exchange a little bit of information. He says that he's out here to get the, um, uh, kill the gods. Like he's going to kill, like he knows that, uh, Eboshi can kill gods cause she's done it once. And is like sort her out and he's like well um yeah i'm, I'm gonna get uh, this deer god's head for the emperor and it's like okay why and it's because the deer <laughs> god's head is legend to offer immortality apparently um yeah and eboshi's like immortality you say <laughs> <laughs> okay well, I'll now i'm you, listening Chico. 
let's let's yeah. uh, team up. Let's sort it out. Let's uh, yeah, let's sort let's do that. That sounds like a great plan. I've got guns. You've got uh, dudes. Let's go. Yeah. Um, you can yeah. leap really high. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they yeah. team up. Um, yeah. So she leaves uh, her uh, special forces of. Uh, it turns out the women that were working at the camp are actually her like main military force that she leaves mm. behind to protect the town which i think is a, like a pretty cool subversion of that trope i like that a lot um yeah for sure but yeah they're, they're hanging out to like protect the town um well they go after this deer god um we get ashitaka recovering for a little bit and um yeah a little chat with him and the big wolf god who's like you're cursed but you could like throw yourself off the cliff and end your suffering at any time, Ashitaka. <laughs> and Ashi's like, actually, I kind of want to live, so I'm not going to do that just yet. Um, uh, and the the wolf gods, yeah, like dreaming of the days that he can go in and kill Iboshi, basically. He's being <laughs> held back by San, effectively. Um, and yeah, he says that if the woods die, um, San will also die because she's part of the mm. forest and she's the wolf god's daughter um and yeah he like offers like a challenge to ashitaka like sort of testing him being like can you save her like it's it's pretty interesting um hmm. and yeah uh he yeah he says like no i'm not gonna fight the humans that's not what i'm gonna do i'm not gonna join your side i'm not gonna join their side that's not my responsibility as a cursed boy <laughs> okay <laughs> um yeah, he like goes and thanks San for saving his life, and um, they leave in the in the night. They like mm. disappear, um, and he goes down to his uh, his little um, his little uh, what is it? Yakul, his his friend, and yeah. um, gives his jeweled dagger that his sister gave him to give to San. Kind of a weird move, I thought. It's like. Mm. this is the one thing you remember your sister with and you're like nah give it to this girl who i really like <laughs> but i don't know it's got it's like uh, he's a simple forest boy he's like i know two girls yeah sister and girl i like yeah so they must both like this dagger uh, yeah girls like daggers i guess <laughs> yeah um yeah anyway he's <laughs> uh yeah, she's, like, out with the wolf god looking over um, a gathered, like, war party who are out here. Um, and they're... So these are Eboshi's forces that have gathered and they're going to lure... They're going to lure all the boars into a trap, basically. Mm. And um, there's a discussion about, like, the boars will know it's a trap, but they pro probably will still... They're still looking for a fight, so they might run in anyway out of pride. And that's like exactly what happens. Um, yeah. Yeah. Over, so San like rolls out uh, with all the boars who are like putting on war paint and stuff. I think this is really cute. They're like painting each other with their noses and stuff. Yeah. I think it's awesome, but <laughs> quite bleak. But anyway, um, mm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we, we go into battle um, and we, we see that, but we don't, we cut away from the battle and see what Ashitaka's up to. He's like traveling in the rain as we get into breathe, which is real nice. Um, yeah. Very chill. Having the, this rain. Breathe storm. is the rain of music. Oh, yeah. That's a fact. Hell yes. <laughs> um, 
but yeah um he like looks over back at the forest uh seeing where he came he's i guess he's traveling back to iron town because that's like the the place that he knows i don't know he's just going back there mm. um but yeah he can hear the fighting through the through the fog but meanwhile um he sees ahead that the ironworks is also under attack um he, mm. the samurai from earlier have waited until Eboshi's forces have rolled out to do something and they're attacking the ironworks and it's like oh shit so yakul and uh ashitaka run in um they do a sweet leap and over a bunch of samurai into the water <laughs> um and yeah but the the women of the ironworks are holding back the samurai with their firepower um the only person the only man who's still there was the guy that he saved who's still too weak to fight um yeah who's still hanging out apparently this guy was added to the movie as uh, just an average man who literally does nothing in the movie <laughs> like <laughs> he was intentionally put there to just be an average person and that this oh. all affects basically yeah yeah i love that yeah. not enough guy who does nothing in movies <laughs> for real he's just sort of he's a nice guy who has mm. to deal with the consequences of everyone else doing all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Um, but yeah, he's, he's chilling here with the ladies. Um, uh, yeah. Um, he hands over the uh, Ashitaka his bow and arrow, which he was holding on to, because I think in the, in the fray of um, the fight from earlier, he didn't have that. He left it back at, um, back at town. Anyway, yeah. so he's been unarmed this whole time. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, he's like, okay, I'm going to warn, I'm going to go tell Lady Eboshi that the town is under attack. Um, and over on the run, he's racing off on uh, Yakul and they're chasing after him on horses. And there's a sweet, sweet horse chase for on the run. Yeah. Like, Which I don't know yeah. if we've had a horse chase. We've had many car chases. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the equivalent, right? <laughs> it mm. works. Um, yeah, ye old fast and ye old furious. Absolutely. Um, yeah, as as part of this uh, battle, um, Yakul takes an arrow in its flank, mm. and I'm very sad about that. And so he jumps off and then faces these guys, these four samurai, uh, by himself with a bow and arrow, and he takes three of them out. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, he's got it. He's just super powered. This guy um yeah wards them off uh but yokul is is hurt and i'm very sad mm. about this and so mm. they like he like gingerly like guides him to uh where like he smells like bodies burning and it's all these boars it's the it's the um the aftermath of the battle um between lady eboshi and the boars we see a brief like cutaway of that of them running in and all getting blown up into the air by mines that they've laid yeah um which is awful like men and boars alike are dying here <laughs> uh we see like a grave digger guy has like um li laid out corpses and lines oh it's brutal um right and yeah i'm beginning to think miyazaki doesn't like war yeah maybe <laughs> uh but yeah so the men the fighting men of eboshi are here and she has gone in the forest with um J uh, jiko's men jiko's hunters mm. to find the deer god and kill it because they've done the boar battle thing and now they're doing the other part of the deal the um, boar war the boar war <laughs> the boar war um 
And yeah, so the men are all arguing about what best to do. Ashitaka's like, the ironworks is under attack. You've got to go help them. And so mm. they're like, okay. Um, uh, they ask, uh, Ashitaka asks if there was a girl who ran into battle and the gravedigger guy <laughs> tells the story about like the massacre that happened. It's awful. Um, yeah. Yeah, we see Eboshi like watching as all these people die. Um, and yeah, uh, one of the wolves of um, San is like stuck underneath the corpse of, uh, mm. of a boar and is struggling to get free. And um, there's like the guards, the captain of the guards, oh, is it the captain guy? I don't know. One of the guards um, shoots, like tries to shoot Ashitaka with poison darts to stop him (laughs) and then the men are like no ashitaka's our friend he like came and helped us and um told us that the ironworks was under attack and so they like knock out these guardsmen which are which is awesome um Mm. and they're like cool so you they're gonna go uh back to town and help the battle there uh ashitaka's gonna go with this wolf and try and find um the the people try and find san and lady eboshi etc um out there yeah uh yeah we see uh jiko and eboshi like traveling through the forest and um they hear that okoto the boar leader is hurt and is traveling straight to um the deer god to be healed at the island like we saw earlier Mm. um so they know exactly where to go they like follow okoto and like the boar prince basically um Mm. And yeah, we see that the the big wolf god is also really badly wounded. Um, and yeah, it's it's no good. Uh, the apes and all the other animals are like yelling abuse from the tree line, being like, "The forest is fucked. <laughs> like we're <laughs> we're getting out of here, guys. These <laughs> apes are assholes. They're like, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're booked for a gorillas video. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll be okay. It's all good." <laughs> um we've just got to wait four years for that video to get made to get dropped yeah um yeah so uh okoto is like desperately he's like really badly wounded um and is uh like starting to get corrupted by the bullets that he's been riddled with like inside and so these like the black worms are starting to come out of him and um uh, the the hunters gather around wearing the pelts of his warriors his like his boar friends and because yeah. he's like dying and uh and it's corrupted he can't tell that they aren't his friends and so he thinks yeah. he thinks they've been like resurrected and are like coming to help him get to the deer god and so he like runs like starts like barrowing towards where the um deer god is the island um this is heartbreaking he just thinks they're his stinky boys yeah it's awful he smells them and yeah yeah. it's really tragic um we as Mm. we get into great gig we get the like not frightened of dying thing as well like he's super frightened of dying (laughs) so that's an interesting uh but yeah he's he's desperately struggling to get in um san is here trying to like stop him Mm. um and she's like getting surrounded by these fake boars um and uh yeah the the corruption spreads out of okoto and starts turning him into a demon and uh, ashitaka is like running in to help but he's too far away and um 
Okoto is like fully consumed into a demon and then mm. like uh yeah like attacks San and like devours her basically in his jaw um and she's it's it's horrific this this scene yeah. is really messed up like all these horrible worms just like coiling all over her it's awful to watch um <laughs> and yeah uh ashi ashitaka is caught up to Eboshi and he's like your men are dying and the ironworks is under attack what are you doing and Eboshi's like lol i'm out here <laughs> trying to become immortal um <laughs> Uh, yeah, basically her greed is just going to drive her forward, um, regardless yeah. of the cost of her people is, yeah, I guess the lesson here. And she's like, Jiko's also like eating her on. Mm. Like, yeah. This is when it starts getting more black and white. Definitely. Like, once we kind of see the real side of yeah. Um, her. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you can kill gods. I've seen you do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like, like cheerleading from the sign lines. Uh, and Ashitaka's is <laughs> like, well... <laughs> I guess you're not going to help them. I'll I'll do it myself and rides off in his wolf. Um, yeah, uh, Okoto is still like continuing towards uh, the the island, um, and yeah, like sounds like calling out from inside the corruption and the inside Okoto's mouth and can't hear Ashitaka's voice anymore. It's awful. Um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, the wolves are battling. They're like fighting the the fake boars, the the men inside the boar costumes, and mm. they start like shooting and attacking the the wolves um, on this like sacred sacred spirit ground. <laughs> it's yeah. it's awful. Um, mm. uh, but luckily, um, yeah, Ashitaka is like desperately trying to get uh san like pulling her free from the mouth but he like can't get past the corruption and gets thrown free into the water um and yeah luckily the old uh deer god comes along just waltzes in uh up to the uh wolf god and the um and okoto who are like locked in combat and yeah walks up and like kisses uh okoto on the nose and all the corruption mm. just like sloths off of it and he dies like instantly it's yeah it's um at the same time the wolf god also dies um i don't know what's going on here um but yeah they just uh, they both are killed in this in this moment mm. because they they were like fighting each other here i guess um yeah we get into us and them and uh because we're going into night we get the shot of the moon up above and the deer god is transforming into its nighttime form it starts turning into its like big giant walkabout form um yeah as these lovely organ swells of us and them are playing yeah kind of like growing to them much like i assume pink floyd transform when they play this song yeah definitely um yeah. uh yeah ashitaka is like swum with san up to the island because she's dying from this like corruption um yeah or he's like he's like rescued her basically oh she's like i think she's just passed out actually but um uh yeah so um and eboshi has arrived at, on the scene and she's like gets a clean shot on the head of this deer uh, of, of the deer god and shoots it clean off yeah um 
and out of the as it's like mid transformation there's mm. like this bubble of like black goop just starts erupting out <laughs> of the yeah. top of this head of this deer it's not like a violent eruption it's quite slow but like it starts just like consuming everything this dark goo and like coasting across the top of the water and the around the island um and yeah uh meanwhile oboshi like throws the head of the the immortal uh, immortality giving head to jiko who puts it in a like fully iron uh canister or container yeah. because of course it is um um <laughs> And yeah, because she's got a strong brand, okay? Uh, yeah. And yeah, so yeah, the, all this dark energy is coming around, falling all over the place, and Aboshi um, is, like, uh, been hurt, I guess? I don't know how she's dying, but she... Oh, she stands on the island, oh. that's why. Um, Mate, I'll tell you what happens, is suddenly, in a way that I still haven't quite figured out why... Um, a bloody wolf's head flies around and bites her whole arm off. That's right. Cuts her, yeah. cuts her arm clean off. Boss. So yeah, she's like lying, dying on this island. And mm. um, the <laughs> captain of the guard guy is also here like, oh shit, Aboshi's dying. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, because like San is desperately trying to save... No, because uh, Ashitaka is desperately trying to save um, Aboshi's life because she's dying, um, San thinks that he switched sides basically um mm. and yeah like she stabs him in the side with her dagger and then he just like pulls her in for a hug yeah <laughs> just like oh my god it's <laughs> metal as hell um <laughs> it's like an emo music video i don't know <laughs> oh yeah it's like everything there's images of that terrible text that people would put on their bebo pages <laughs> definitely like, if you stabbed me for betraying you for a fake betrayal i'll just give you a hug oh. xx just emo things.bebo.com <laughs> register that bebo as well in case we can't get i'm going Floyd. to and i'm also going to register billy bob fortin as a username <laughs> amazing um you have to buy it off us billy bob yeah billy bob and bebo come on gotta do it um yeah uh so yeah the forest is like being consumed by this corruption and they're like well we've got to get the head back and give it back to the spirit offer it back to the spirit it's the only way um mm. we can do that um meanwhile the the big spirit is just walking out over the forest this like corruption is spread across the sky and like little tendrily hands are coming down searching for the head yeah. it's crazy like jiko's trying to desperately run away yeah. by being chased by like tendrils of darkness and he's like mm, this is fine call... <laughs> yeah, this will be great for the emperor yeah i called the scene in my notes sludgy hunt yeah it's not good and then i wrote any color you like as long as the color is black sludge yeah <laughs> so true oh my gosh um yeah uh we see we go back to the ironworks uh and we see mm. like yeah the, there's destruction everywhere and then like the black corruption is spreading across the mountainside directly towards the town um so that's not good um yeah ashitaka is like carrying everyone to safety um and uh like tells them 
to uh, run to the lake and hide. He's made it back to um, Iron Town on a on the back of a wolf, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. They're, they're on the little wolves because the the main wolf is dead. Um, and yeah, he's like, "You go hide under the lake. The corruption won't get to you, or like hide in the lake, um, uh, ladies. <laughs> I'm gonna get <laughs> find the head of the spirit god and hand it back, and I'll hopefully stop all this." And they're like, "Okay." Um, and yeah, the town gets like consumed by the sludge, and um, it's corrosive, just like the um, corruption was on Ashitaka's arm, and so it like sets yeah. the town ablaze as well. It's pretty intense, um, and yeah, it like burns to the ground. Uh, but the people survive because they listened, they mm. ran away. Um, uh, yeah, so there's a final confrontation between Ashitaka and San and Jiko and Jiko's mates <laughs> uh, here, <laughs> and they're like. No, we're not going to hand over this this Im- immortal head. No way. We're going to give it to the emperor and we'll be heroes. It's almost yeah. day, and once it becomes day, it's probably going to be all right, right? Like, yeah. they have no idea <laughs> whether or not that's <laughs> the case, but um, they're still they're willing to go with that theory <laughs> anyway. Jinko's like <laughs> clouded by greed, I guess. Um, anyway, they start battling it out um and in the kerfuffle the uh the canister containing the head uh uh, drops and starts rolling down the hill Um, yeah and they're like because it's a little round container which i think is quite cute um and yeah uh it's so funny and cute yet so dark because it's holding like god's head in it yeah right yeah oh my god and yeah, it's just rolling down a hill towards like dark <laughs> yeah. sludge. Um, While Billy Bob Thornton just rolls along with it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He like gets caught up in it. Um, yeah, that's hilarious. I forgot that. Um, but yeah, they manage to get it, and they're like surrounded by sludge on like a little rock now. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, Jiko, <laughs> you're not getting the emperor now." <laughs> and so they hand the hand it over, and they take the head out. It's like inside it it's like full of this like green gooey stuff yeah it's like green blood or something that's filled up this little um container it's just pickled itself i guess so yeah it's pretty weird um the Mm. dear god's got a lot going on um (laughs) yeah and yeah they like hold it up and as they're like holding each other um um because this is like such a big magical feat that they're trying to do uh uh, Ashitaka's scar like spreads across his like entire body and onto mm. San as well. Like she's like infected by it, uh, which is pretty wild. Um, but yeah, it's like it, the spirit like extends its neck down and it connects and then like a, a, is engulfed with light. It like starts glowing beautifully and yeah, it's whole again and all the sludge like dissipates and yeah, the. Uh, the women of the village are reunited with their mm. with the the men of the village. They meet in the middle of the uh, lake next to Iron Town, which is great. Um, yeah, they're like stoked to see each other. And yeah, uh, we here at the end of Brain Damage see you on the dark side of the moon as the sun is rising, right mm. as the uh, spirit is whole again. And yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, That's so good. Uh, 
yeah, it sort of like falls down and blows all the corruption away and also all the um the like the village is pretty much destroyed by this as well like a whole bunch of like debris and stuff flies up into the air and then we get this like beautiful shot of like everything being covered over with green and Mm. and plant life and the whole village is like coated in flowers and everyone like looks up and around and the entire valley is just this lush beautiful uh green amazing thing it's like the end of krull <laughs> Gareth. yeah uh, out here oh. it's amazing and yeah we get that the i can't think of anything to say ad lib again here mm. and i'm like yeah i can't i can't i can barely describe it um and yeah we go into eclipse as uh yakul returns the little dear yeah. friend he's alive the boy and and he wakes up ashitaka and san and they're both alive and Ashitaka looks at his hand and he's got like a little bit of a scar there. Like mm. it's, it, this, the evil in him is like almost completely dissipated. It's still presumably there to some extent, but like it's been pushed back severely. So that's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, San's pretty sure that the deer god has died. Um, and, but Ashitaka is like, nah, like the deer god is life and death. It's... Mm. it's the ebb and flow man and i'm like that's the most pink floyd shit ever i love (laughs) it um and yeah they like they also are gonna live apart from each other they're like in love with each other but they they're from separate worlds like she's going back Mm. to the forest he's gonna like hang out in the town um and rebuild that because he's a good guy and that's what he does um and yeah, uh, they say farewell to each other. We also see um, Lady Eboshi is like alive here, and she's like, "I've learned my lesson. I'm gonna make a good village. I'm not gonna make a gun village anymore." <laughs> um, uh, we also get a like final shot of Jiko, who's still a dick. <laughs> he's like, yeah. "He's like, damn it! It didn't work. <laughs> like, I could have. The emperor's gonna be pissed." <laughs> mm. He's just shouting. Him being still a dick while um, Lady Eboshi learns her lesson and, like, yeah. quickly announces she's changing her mind is, like, the one thing that stops it being um, a Hell's Moving Castle kind of ending. Definitely, yeah. Like, ah, let's just make it all work out. Yeah, no, it's still it's still bad. Chico's still, yeah. still a dick. Still would... He'd do it all again, I think. Um, mm. um, but, yeah, over the, like, silence at the end of playthrough three we uh see the final shot of the film which is a little um a uh, little spirit a little clicky spirit guy a kodama yeah. who's just just one down near the coastline i think this is a hint mm. that the deer god is still alive or like that the spirit of the forest is still around and yeah i reckon it's there's a new spirit regrowing and along with that we are hearing the heartbeats mm. of what would be the fourth playthrough as if the spirit of pink floyd is yeah. regrowing man is reborn yeah and that's it that's the final part of the movie we go into the credits and what did you think and how did it sink gareth we did it well so the year was 1997 yes and they were looking to dub this film into english and um miramax wanted to make huge cuts to it like edit it change a whole bunch make it probably a little more black and white and miyazaki apparently sent the head of miramax a 
sword written on it, no cuts. <laughs> and you know why he did that? Was because he knew they were going to stop this film sinking with Pink Floyd. Damn this was a high, right. re- high sink for me, I think. Definitely. Super yeah. impressive. There were lots of things lining up there. Yeah. And we had all the thematic joy that um, a film like uh, Children of Men or an equally <laughs> bleak, bleak film would give us. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, we had like the album regrowing with them we had some great gigs during like a beautiful like that's the point of the uh album where you know the forest god helps you grow back and that's yeah. happening in the movie perfect oh perfect yeah the, the the perfect like three playthroughs with the like into the heartbeats as like a yeah. as a final note oh that is clean <sighs> very happy with that um yeah I'm I'm with you. I'm gonna go real high. I'm feeling like, Ooh. is this like a nine? Do you reckon? I reckon this is a nine. I reckon we'll slide it because no part made me go whoa the same way a little film called Cocoon made me go whoa. Yeah, until it sinks. True, true. But I'll slot it in just below that and just above the criminally overrated <laughs> by us. Um, break into Electric Boogaloo. Nah, man. That that's the perfect rating. I yeah. stand by every rating. All right, should we slink it, slide it in below Boogaloo then? No, I think I think it's okay, a nine. <laughs> yeah, no, sweet. I've already sweet. said it's a nine. I stand by that rating as well. I don't care oh. if I'm hypocritical here. I'm not making a mistake. It's fine. No, nines, nines, nines. Yeah. There oh. you go. All right, what are we doing uh, next week, Gareth? Well, as as scientists. It's our job to, you know, explore everything. It's like how you'll give two people different test um, drugs than one person a placebo to make sure, like, it's not just a normal effect. Mm. So I'm not saying we just don't do anything. Okay. And that's our placebo. We just go about our days. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, the podcast goes like my other Ghibli sprees and it just ends. Yeah, that's it. No mas. Just for a lack of um, trying. (laughs) No, no. So we've, you know, we've figured out what happens when you take a, like, um, a, be- a beloved Japanese property to an American audience and you do not change it at all. Yeah. So we've got to find out what happens when you take a beloved Japanese property to an American audience who don't understand it at all and completely make something completely different. Mm. And the best way to do that is by watching the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah bob hoskins uh that's all i know okay i i am hyped i have seen clips of this movie but i've Ooh, never yeah. seen it before so i'm very excited i'm excited because i know very little really about mario so what? this may just be the canon oh version for me this will be great i'm gonna teach you so much it'll be a fun episode yes, okay cool looking forward to that yeah next week yeah yeah sink floyd on all the socials hit us up if you oh, yeah. want send us an email send us a tiktok get at us on yes. Bebo. <laughs> check out my friends still waiting um i don't know how many other uh, uh like do the thing on linkedin endorse me for podcasting <laughs> um yeah that'd be awesome yeah. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> are you on linkedin uh i don't think so if i am it's not me (laughs) (laughs) well endorse any james barons you find for podcasting yeah they'll appreciate it um yeah cool yeah 
Cool. That's it. Anything? Wow. Any plugs? I don't know. Uh, none for me, thanks. Sweet. Hey. Yourself? No, just, uh, I'd like to plug um, Neapolitan ice cream. It's delicious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Non-spawn, but I, I do like it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I've been Gareth Blackler, the vanilla to your Neapolitan. I've been James Barron, the sweet, sweet strawberry. <laughs> And Pink Floyd have brought the chocolate flavor to your Neapolitan. Yeah. And grab a big scoop and we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon. Yum. <laughs>